but they didn't realize that uh that the amount of emotional pain i was in um and many people don't realize that there are many of us who are in deep emotional pain and like i said we wear that mask that says yeah 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 it's all right i'm fine but we're not and unless we can find a way to take that mask off with someone safe or to share our pain which is really taking the mask off we will just continue going down the road of oh everything's fine when it's not all right well we are thrilled today to have uh i'm gonna call you a friend because we, we've done this before um but uh Leon Logothetis, and we had the chance to, to connect virtually at the very beginning of COVID. And, you know, I began following some of your journey and watching your show, The Kindness Diaries, and just got sucked in, and not only sucked in, just inspired. And I think so much of what motivated us to, to do this podcast is to believe that there is goodness and kindness in the world, that people are longing for it, and we really want to help people find it and find people who are doing really good things to help bring people together and even kind of deal with this pandemic of loneliness that I think COVID has only accentuated. Hey friends, I'm Chris Bennett and I'm here with my beautiful wife, Julie. Hey everyone. Together, we're gonna to explore the life-changing power of family. So pull up a chair, grab a cup of coffee and join us on Finding Family. Thanks so much for being with us. And um, yeah, I would just love for you to, for those that don't know, give us a little bit of your backstory and then we'll, we'll dive into some of the work you're doing. Sure. So thanks for having me. Um, the backstory, the short version is that I used to be a broker in the city of London. And on the outside, I had everything you could ever want. And on the inside, I had pretty much nothing you would want. <laughs> and um, But no one really knew because I was wearing a mask and the mask said, oh, everything's all right. I'm fine. Yeah, yeah, it's all right. But I wasn't. Um, and kind of the tipping point for me was I stumbled across a movie called The Motorcycle Diaries, which is about a man traveling around South America, relying on the kindness of strangers. And after watching that movie, I made a decision uh, that I was going to quit my job and start traveling around the world, <laughs> relying on the kindness of strangers. Um, and it kind of, I mean, clearly that's just a short version of it, but um, I ended up uh, purchasing a vintage yellow motorbike uh, with a sidecar, and I drove it from LA all the way around the world back to LA, uh, relying entirely on the kindness of strangers. <laughs> uh, and uh, unsuspecting Good Samaritans received a life-changing gift um, and it was a life-changing experience for me because it it showed me that if I opened up my heart to the world, the world would most definitely open up their heart to me. Um, and that's kind of the short version of how I got to where I am. So when you started out on that, was it like an experiment to see if that was true? Like, hey, I believe this to be true, but I'm going to actually go and see if that is true. Um, yes, it was a social experiment of sorts. I, uh, I had actually done some other things before the yellow motorbike, which is the kindness diaries, as you know, from, from Netflix, I had walked across America relying on kindness. I had hitchhiked from the Eiffel tower to red square in Moscow, uh, on kindness. Oh I had <laughs> walked around England. I mean, I'd done all these crazy things. I, 
took a uh, a 35-year-old London taxi and drove it across America, giving free cab rides to people. So, you know, it was was kind of (laughs) just, uh, it was a social experiment, yes, but it was also an experiment for me to see whether Mm. connecting with my fellow man would make me a better human being. Yeah. What surprised you the most? I think what surprised me the most was that people were genuinely good. And, uh, you know, and I say this all the time, but if you turn on the news, you think that if you were going to walk outside your house, that's it. It's you're done. Right. But if you don't turn on the news and you do walk outside your house, generally 99 times out of a hundred, um, you're not done. And people are pretty nice and kind and friendly and respectful and, and uh, there's there's no danger. Of course, that doesn't mean that bad things don't happen. Of course, bad things do happen, right? Um, but good things happen too. So do you, you know, I think about knowing a little bit of your backstory, and then you know, we we moved here about three and a half years ago from Oklahoma, which I'm sure is on your bucket list. And uh, <laughs> have you ever been to Oklahoma? I have. I used to live in yeah, Dallas. I walked through it. I used to yeah, live I'm in from Dallas. Dallas. Oh, yeah. No so for a while, I lived a little bit in Dallas, and um, okay. So I know Oklahoma. It's All right. Far from Dallas. Too far. No, it's not. And, you know, we we had a pretty comfortable, secure life, four kids and and very predictable. And we we left everything uprooted, moved to LA without a home, without a job, battled cancer twice, all these things that were unexpected. Some we knew what we were stepping into and some we didn't. Um, but it's interesting how, you know, the idea of taking risk and stepping out, you know, sounds really good. And then you come up against obstacles inevitably along the way. <clears throat> but I was Wondering for you, when you made this decision to step away from what the world would say is, man, you've got like a killer job and you're, you're set up. Why, you know, you got everything that the world would, a lot of people would say is what you're working towards, you know? And, um, what did people think about when you stepped away from that? I mean, they thought I was a nut job, but that's what I thought. Yeah. But they didn't realize that, uh, that the amount of emotional pain I was in, um, and many people don't realize that there are many of us who are in deep emotional pain. And like I said, we wear that mask that says, yeah, 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 it's all right. I'm fine, but we're not. And unless we can find a way to take that mask off with someone safe or to share our pain, which is really Mm -hmm. taking the mask off, we will just continue going down the road of, Oh, everything's fine when it's not. How did you experience healing in those places by going on the adventure that you did? I mean, obviously kindness moves us and it can heal us, but is there anything you'd say even apart from that along the way that has, yeah, helped take that mask off for you? I I would really say that kindness just is, is just a portal to human connection and the Mm. true healing that happened for me was connecting with another human being. And in the process of connecting with another human being, um, it is it is sharing one's pain. I often say in my speeches, I say that if you don't share your pain, it will consume you. Yeah. And if it consumes you, it will ultimately destroy you. And that wow. you, may, you may be like, oh, wow, that's a bit of an exaggeration, please. But it's not. It's just the way it is. And uh, that pain doesn't go away. It no. stays exactly where it is and just gets worse and worse and worse and worse. Yeah. I, once, I once read a quote. Uh, 
and, and, and it said, I drowned my sorrows until my sorrows learned how to swim. Mm. And it was like, oh, okay. Wow. All right. wow. Well, I feel like what we've learned through our journey as well is, you know, we connect a lot of times around our pain and our weakness, right? I mean, I think when you live in a social media world with Instagram where it's like, you know, we love to post the highlights and, and that's great, you know, but the reality is when you get into somebody's store and you realize, man, everybody's going through something and everybody's had loss and pain and, and is working through their own thing. But I think one of the things that I heard you say in one of your messages was at our core, we're all the same, you know, and, and that's, I know you've been to hundred countries and all the continents and it seems like you've experienced that. Um, what would you say is the, that sameness that humanity that you found everybody carries no matter who they are, or their background, because I think it's important in that we live in such an unbelievably polarized, divided time. That's like, you have to look like me, think like me to be on my team or to sit at my table. Well, that uh, if you follow that philosophy, it ends in catastrophe. So let us hope that not too many people think that you have to be exactly the same on the outside and think the same and feel the same in order to be on the same side, right? Because uh, bad things happen. The killing fields happen. Auschwitz happens. The Second World War happens. Bad things happen. So for me, obviously, on the outside, everyone is a little bit different, right? right? May look a little bit different, may have a little bit less money, a little bit more money, maybe an introvert, maybe an extrovert, but at base, at the base of our humanity, yeah. which is shared because we are all human to the best of my knowledge, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. we just want to be heard. We just want to be seen and we just want to be loved. And we will do anything in our power to get those three things. And sometimes we will do bad things to get those three things. We just want to be seen. Wow. That's good. I agree with that. What would you say um, to somebody like us with four kiddos, all different ages, different seasons of life? Um, we can't buy a motorbike or a motorhome necessarily right now and drive all around. And I wrecked the one time I tried to ride a motorbike. It's a That's true. Story. We should keep Chris away from motorbikes. But um, yeah, what, how would you encourage families, um, family units that are like, uh, we want to experience what you've experienced. I know that you can do that on the daily, you know, uh, but what, I don't know, what are some ideas or some encouragements you'd have for somebody like us with kids um, I don't know, to, to share in the adventure and experiencing what you did. Talk to each other, I think would be a pretty big thing, which I know you guys do, right? But most people don't. Um, make time to watch shows that inspire you to be more connected. Like the Kindness Diaries. Like the Kindness Diaries. Um, you know, we can all do things. It's, mm -hmm. it's, it's not that difficult, but at the same time, if you've gone down a trodden path of thinking one way, it's sometimes difficult to go down another path. Yep. Sure. Yep. And sometimes pain pushes you to that new path. Yeah. Uh, and that's yep. why pain is not necessarily a bad thing because one can use it to crack open one's heart to live from a totally different place. And again, there's no perfection, right? If, yeah. if I heard 
all of my podcasts that I that, that I've done, all my interviews, I'd be like, and I didn't know who I was. I'd be like, wow, this man is pretty enlightened. But then you turn the podcast off, right? <laughs> and reality sets in. So it's yeah. not like, you know, always perfection and always espousing wisdom. It's yeah, dealing with the bad stuff as well. It's like dealing with waking up in the morning and not wanting to get out of bed. Totally. Which, which, you know, truthfully happened this morning. And <laughs> had had I not had a podcast with you guys, I probably would still be in bed because, you yeah. know, I haven't been doing as great as I would like to be doing. Um, but, you know, that's it's, it's just about putting the next step forward. It, it, is, it is what it is. There's no – I always say this, and I always feel like I'm repeating myself, but at this point I probably am. <laughs> Um, that, you know, there, there is no, there is, there is no, there is no perfection. There, there, there really yeah. is. And, 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 and you said real and yes, let's, let's be real. Let's speak some truth. Let's truly speak some truth. And I'm not talking about, you know, truth on the news, like who did this or who didn't do this. I'm talking about internal psychological, yeah. emotional truth, which is yours belongs to you and no one can take it away from you. Let's start yeah. sharing. That's yeah. another, that's another thing to do. Right. Because yeah. we live in a world. And again, I'm talking about in, internally. We live in a world of lies where we're lying right. to ourselves. Right. Yes. Right. Like we're lying to ourselves. Like I can come onto this podcast and pretend that everything's hunky dory. And <laughs> you've invited me to this podcast because I'm the kindest guy. So I'm going to tell you that everything's <laughs> fine. But everything is not fine. Yeah. Right. And yeah. it's OK. And, and, and it's interesting. You said something about Instagram. You said we post the highlights. We should start a movement to post the lowlights. Yeah. Ooh, I'm in. That would that would that would change some things, right? Yeah. <laughs> have you experienced that uh, along the way? People that have been kind to you, and then you start to connect with them. Maybe you're in their home. Maybe you're doing whatever, and you're like, "Wow, their life is really hard," and yet they, in the midst of hardness, yeah. being hard or suffering or whatever it is they've, they've taken time to help me. That's yeah. gotta be life-changing. Pretty much. I, I would say that there isn't a person, maybe there were a few, but the majority of the people that helped me definitely when I walked into their houses or walked into their lives, I was like, wow, okay, this is not as it seemed. And that's okay because that's my life. And mm. I would imagine it's your right. life too. Yeah. You know, I mean, you, you've, you've shared a little bit about, about your struggles, about the cancer stuff. I mean, you know, that that's pretty difficult stuff to deal with. But I think it's been the most beautiful part is what I've so admired about Jules has she, she's invited people into her story, you know, not, not to exploit it, but to use her story. And it's amazing how many people have grabbed onto that because when you're vulnerable people, it creates vulnerability, it creates safety, you know? So we've tried to do that with our kids, but in whatever pocket, the more we share, not like, yeah, the struggles, here's where I'm at. I think it lets people's guard down and say, okay, I don't have to be okay. Um, but I wanted to ask you kind of one thing um, that I heard you say, which is, it was a TED talk you did. And I'm thinking about COVID that still, I mean, is going on. Obviously people are not in lockdown the same way, but people already were so much, there's a lot of people deal with depression and loneliness and isolation. And then COVID go, comes and we know the, the you know, long-term we'll see even more of the effects of that. But you talked about one sure way to not to feel less alone. And I just think it's extremely relevant because it's what we're talking about. But yeah, can you just 
talk about that, how you've seen kindness be that place to how it makes you feel less alone? I mean, first of all, kindness is a win-win. So if I'm kind to you, you win and I win. Okay. Mm-hmm. So people say, oh, it's a selfless act. Maybe, maybe they're right, but I, I see it as a win-win. Uh, and kindness is helping someone feel less alone. Mm. When I was at school, I was bullied and I had this kid, I used to spend, I spent two years in the library eating lunch by myself. And and, and I had this one kid came up to me in, in the library and said, would you like to come and eat lunch with me and my friends? Like it took two years for someone to say that to me. Right. Um, and in that act, he made me feel less alone. And in that act, uh, things started to shift. So when I say that kindness makes you feel less alone, it, it, it simply human connection makes you feel less alone. Someone showing up for you makes you feel yeah. less alone. Yeah. And when you make someone feel less alone, you are helping them to be their, I mean, their best selves is a bit, but you're helping them to be in touch with their humanity. And that's the most beautiful thing that one can do. No. Yeah. And even that, like the more someone's in touch with their humanity, I think about, I mean, even some of the things I saw when I watched the kindness diaries, you, like you said, coming into people's lives, coming into people's homes, seeing their hardships, their suffering, their situations, and yet they're extending kindness and they're taking time. And it's kind of like what you're saying is the more in touch we are. And I think about this through my cancer journey in these last few years, I didn't realize how disconnected I was because I, I actually came into LA with a lot of pain from different circumstances, obviously not cancer yet. And then cancer enters and it's like, oh, I didn't know this could get harder. Um, but that's how life goes. Sometimes yeah. life is hard. It's not easy. It's very unpredictable. Um, but as I became more in touch with my pain, at, you know, as you've shared and that it actually has allowed me to be vulnerable with myself so that I could be more vulnerable to extend the goodness of humanity out, you know, in me outside. And so I think that's such a powerful point that you're making for people that are like, well, I'm really depressed right now. I'm kind of like, like, I'm the one sitting in bed listening to your podcast, you know, Mm. what do you do with that? It's like, well, what a great opportunity. You know, it's like, let's not be hard on ourselves that we can't get out of bed today. Let's engage with the the really hard part of humanity happening inside of us so that we can then get out of bed and go, Oh, this is a choice. Like it's worth it. So anyway, I just was thinking about that. Like that's what cancer did. It was another thing stacked Mm -hmm. on top that made me go, I get to still love people well. And that doesn't have to be fake. I don't have to be putting on a front. It's just because I'm, I I have to feel Um, like, you know, we were given feelings, I believe by God, because they're meant to be felt. They're just not meant to overtake us, but sometimes they feel like they're overtaking us, you know? And what do we do with that? You know? So, and that's anyway, so I think that's, what's so beautiful about Mm -hmm. what you've done is you've obviously you're being very real on the podcast and, um, that makes the message of kindness. That's what makes it what it is. It's not just a good idea. You know, it's kind of like family. We can be like, family's a great idea, but Mm -hmm. okay. That's the right thing to say. What do you do with that? You know? For anybody that's listening that feels maybe in that place that you felt where, I mean, I think about years ago, but then again, we have ebbs and flows in life, but feeling maybe really 
alone and not seen and not loved, um, that can be very real and it can be very debilitating. What, what would you say to anybody that's kind of feels stuck in that place to how to, how to take that next step forward? Um, sometimes it's not so simple, right? The easiest yeah. thing in the world is to pick up the phone and call someone. The easiest thing in the world is to send a text, but it's also the most difficult thing in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you can find your way to send a text to your five best friends yeah. and tell them, Hey, I'm in bed. I'm not feeling great. I just wanted to let you know. Yeah. I pretty much guarantee that at least one of those person, those people yes. will come over to your house. Right. And maybe they'll just sit next to you and watch reruns of Dallas. I don't know. Right. Uh, who, who knows? But they'll come and they'll sit there and they'll fill a little bit of the void. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess it's, it's to reach out and, yeah. you know, it's easy for me to say, Oh, just reach out. But you know, it's, it's sometimes harder to do. No, it's good. I mean, we, we have a friend who lives overseas and was just going through a really hard season. And I just so admire this person because on a couple of occasions, they reached out to us and let us in to where they were and feel like they were not in a good space, not headed in a good direction. And I just thought, you know, it took so much courage to do that. Um, and it's admirable. And just sometimes, just like you're saying, just the act of that first step, it doesn't make it all go away, but it is a, it's almost like when you find that connection of somebody who actually cares, you realize, okay, I'm not, I'm not as alone as I thought I was, because I think when you're in that space, you do feel very alone and like nobody understands and nobody gets me. And, um, I just, and I just want to honor you for the man that you are and how you've chosen to live your life, because, um, I know you're not doing this for you. I know you're getting the benefit of meeting great people and incredible stories, but, um, you're helping so many people unlock, I think even purpose and meaning and, I remember you talking about uh, in one of your messages when you were being bullied and going through that, you know, I didn't know the part about the kid inviting you in, but I remember the teacher that came up to you on two occasions or or multiple occasions just said, I believe in you. I believe in you. Um, And I've thought, man, how many times do those words that can set somebody free? I mean, just that one phrase, I believe in you, seems like that was a turning point for you. Would you say that was true? Uh, Definitely. It was definitely true because here was someone who saw me, who was kind to me. And I had a felt experience of kindness as opposed to having a felt experience of meanness. And that felt experience of kindness never left me. And all it took was one human being to show that to me. And you can do the same. Your listeners can do the same. And I can do the same. Um, and it, 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 it was a beautiful thing. I, I remember reading a book. I, again, I've shared this before, but uh, a book called um, The Drama of a Gifted Child by Alice Miller. She's a famous German psychologist, I believe. And she said that we all need a witness. We all need a witness to our pain. We all need a witness to our joy. We all need a witness to our suffering. We all need a witness. And you will find that those people that go off the deep end and go to the dark side, let's say, more often than not are people that have never had a witness, a true witness to their entirety of their humanity. 
And that never left me. That is powerful. Well, maybe we could, uh, sorry, do you have more? Go. No, I mean, I, well, we can unpack mm-hmm. this in a little bit, but yeah. Yeah, because it's fear. It's fear to, okay, mm-hmm. I should text my five best friends or call them or like our friend that had sent something to us. It Her texting wasn't like, I'm doing better today. Actually, I'm doing worse than ever. And it's taken mm-hmm. me a week to send this text message. Yeah. Uh, and I finally did, but I'm still really angry and really don't want to live, you know, mm-hmm. type of thing. And so um, it takes a lot of courage to actually realize you need a witness. So that's really good. Well, maybe we could, uh, we could end with this. Um, I know you've got a new show uh, called my kind of news, which I'm a, I'm a huge fan of the title and you partner with Southwest airlines. Can you tell us, yeah, tell us a little bit about, about this. Yeah, basically, um, I'm a bit of a news junkie, which I shouldn't be, but I am. And, uh, every time I turn on good the news, junkie. you're a good news junkie. Well, I'm not, that's the problem. Uh, anytime, <laughs> I, anytime I turn on the news, I'm like, what am I doing? Why am I doing this to myself? Like, how many times do I have to see that COVID is destroying everything? How many times do I have to see that the left hates the right and the right hates the left? Mm. I mean, you know, I I just can't take this anymore, but I keep going back to it. Um, So I I decided (laughs) that I would um, create a show called My Kind of News. And My Kind of News is exactly what it is. It's like happy news. Uh, Of course, I'm not the first person to do this and I won't be the last. But, you know, My Kind of News just was a little bit of a positive spin on the world right because we see darkness and what about some light yeah i love it well for all of our listeners just i would say follow this man he's a great witness to the <laughs> kindness of humanity i'm so glad you got up this morning for the podcast and uh and and joined us and what would be the best way we could kind of keep up with what you're doing yeah i mean you can find me on instagram uh at the kindness guy and on Facebook at the kindness guy. And if you want to watch my kind of news, just Google it. Okay. Okay. Well, thanks for being a friend and thanks for being available. And I just have always appreciated you've been always quick to respond and you're the real deal, you know, and I think, you know, we can see people on TV and think one thing and, but then when you meet them, maybe it's a little different, but for you, you're the real deal. It's who you are. And uh, we're grateful for you in the world's better because of you. Thanks for getting up this morning. (laughs) Thank you very much for making me get up. (laughs) Yeah, of course. course. Well, maybe we meet up in person one day. We're, we're kind of neighbors. So yeah, we are neighbors. We find a way. All right, brother. Well, blessings to you, man. Keep going. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. All right. See you, Leanne. We're not done yet. Get that coffee refill because it's time to unpack. How bad would you want to be known as like the kindest guy? Well, maybe you would, you'd be the kindest girl, but that's a pretty, pretty cool title. He's the kindest yeah, guy. Yeah, because I mean, of course, I, I want to be like the next Mr. Rogers, you but do. I'm a girl. So I definitely would want so to be known Julie as the kindest Julie has this amazing girl. Mr. Rogers mug that has all of his favorite quotes. And she told me like, <laughs> so when you put hot water or coffee in there, his sweater changes colors. It's so great. And she told me, look, don't put it in the dishwasher did i confess to this or did i blame it on a child no uh, I, mean, I, I blamed you so. oh well good because i did it i put it in the dishwasher and now his sweater doesn't change colors which it's is real really... sad it's really sad um but yes who wouldn't i mean gosh shouldn't the world be known for their kindness yeah, i mean be, we should be not. we all need more of it it's not but um, it's out there right that's out there it's, it's out there more everywhere that's the whole point of what you know 
what makes it what he's doing so incredible is yeah. it reminds us that there's much more kindness in the world than what we're seeing on the terrible news. Well, it's so simple. Remember, we were going for a walk the other day. We were on this hike and yeah. there was this park ranger. It was a stickler. It was $12 <laughs> to park the car, to go on this walk. And like we had a 20, could make change. I had a hundred because I always, no, I'm kidding. I didn't have a hundred, but we, we had like a 10 cash on us. and then we're scrounging and the guy would not let us like, so you stopped yeah. two people and they like, we did pulled yeah. out their wallet and dug through I, their purse. Let's talk about the fact that I am in major debt to friends over the years because Chris and I are known for not ever having cash Who on carries us. carries cash though? I, I think a lot of people do. I think uh, you and I, I think we think that. I think like drug dealers do, but who else carries <laughs> I don't carry cash. Jake Hartsock. Jake Hartsock does carry Always cash. Carries cash. Always carries cash. Who else do cash. I owe a lot of money to? Because I was like, I need $5 to park here. I need this. Now in LA, you always need money to park places. The point is we Kindness should carry cash. Everywhere. Kindness oh, is everywhere. Yeah. And this sweet lady like dumped out her purse to oh, find coins. Literally. Enough coins. Change. Yes. yes. So we could pay the park ranger and go on this beautiful And he hike. wasn't very kind. He, he needed love, but he, he softened. He softened. He waved yeah, at me. Yeah, you were really nice to him. I was like going to be the tough girl. Like I'm going to like, mom, come on, go, go be tough. And I was like, I put my Enneagram eight hat on and oh, I was like, gosh. let's go. And then I got up and I was like, be kind, be kind, be kind. Because I kind of wanted to chew him out because he was being rude. Anyway, moving on, moving on. Um, so let's talk about that. Chris said that I was very low energy. Oh, we might've gotten in a little tiffy tiff. Oh yeah. Directly after this well, podcast. Usually we record these okay. right after. Yeah. Yes, this is true. But guys, today, big confession. Bring this it. is not right after this podcast because we got in a fight, yes. like a bad fight. Okay, hold on. We bad, nothing was broken, nothing was <laughs> okay. thrown. Oh, I mean, some people listening to, you like you don't have to defend yourself. But some people listening think bad fight, and they're like, "Did someone go to the hospital?" Is Nobody thinks Chris that. I think I think you're. I it, think you're overthinking. It was a it. moderate fight. It was, it was a bad fight. fight for us, okay? okay Nobody us. threw anything. We don't fight a lot anymore. Because we don't fight a lot anymore. It's true. We did all of that in the early days, yes, guys. You yes. don't want to hear the stories. Um, and yes, I usually started them. And yes, Chris was usually the first to um, repent. Am I proud of that? No. <laughs> Should I be more kind? Yes. So I was trying um, to say, yeah, you're so, so can little... I ever be the kindest girl? I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure. I'm Because I'm, I'm so intense. And I'm really kind. But I don't know if I could... I, I'm digressing. Let's just move on from that. The point is we got in a fight and this is a few days later because Chris was like, what's wrong with you? You're so low energy and you weren't being yourself. And I was like, don't, don't judge me. I'm, what are you talking about? And it just got, I was triggered. She was unkind. I was unkind, ironically, was the yeah, of, like... of the podcast, but just like. I mean, Leon, uh, yeah, sorry, Leon. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I know it's Leon. Just like Leon said, he didn't even really feel like getting, he was so vulnerable, so he didn't even yeah. feel like getting up out of bed, but he had this podcast, so he yeah. had to get on. And Leon, I am with you. I did not want to get out of bed that day. I was having a hard day and I went right into the podcast and I was super triggered. So it took Chris and I a good portion of the day to get through that mm -hmm. argument because of all the things I did cry for an hour. Cause I've realized I don't cry enough. Um, and I called my therapist. It was great guys. It was really good. So what did we take from the podcast? No, I mean, vulnerability I guess, I guess matters. No. And 
Okay, here we go. I'm going to lead into this. See, I know I should. Yes. I'm going to ask you a question in a second, but I'm going to say this. Pain unshared eats you away. Leon said that. It can eat you away when you bury it. And so it was important that, um, I don't know, maybe that podcast maybe was a great therapeutic thing for me because there were some things that I needed to share that I had been buried, that had been buried. Do you feel like um, out of our fight, we're just going to totally spin this. Do you, what did you learn from our fight yesterday, yesterday, three days ago? And did you discover any pain underneath the hood? That maybe you didn't realize was there. Mm, I don't know if pain, but I did. It was a reminder that like we've been together. We've been married 21 years, been together for 23 years. I and I still that. sometimes don't know how to communicate with you. Oh my gosh. No, is... but I'm just saying like, I know even a couple okay. of the ways I said things. Okay. I'm like, she's not going to be able to receive this. And yeah. I even knew it. And I said it anyways, be- because I knew there was a way that I could have said it that you might have been. But actually you're, you're. I don't know if you would have received it. Was it awkward that I sent you all of my personality tests and my Enneagram 8 in the breakdown? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Don't you know me? No. Really? That, that makes me a little... So you don't feel like you know how to communicate with me? No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying I do know how and I oh. chose not to communicate oh, okay. with you in a way okay. that I knew you would understand because I was mm. frustrated. But so some of that... my own issue. No. So here's what I told Ooh, you. Okay. I was like, oh, okay. there's this thing in me that wants like almost a perfection thing that I wouldn't say in a lot of areas, I'm like this crazy perfectionist, but in terms of like, there, there's a, still a performance thing in me. So I think it hit on that, like, oh, mm, I envisioned this right. maybe going a different way or saying that, or, or I, I, you, I thought you were gonna respond in a different way and you didn't, so I might even on the podcast. And so it, it, I think that yeah. was part Thank of it. Thank you guys for joining our therapy session right now. <laughs> um, yeah, that, that is good. Yeah, performance, it's, ooh, performance is a nasty little thing that likes to creep up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And honestly, learning how to do a podcast together takes yes, time. Yes, it's true. It's like a dance, right? Sometimes we I'm step like, on each other's toes. That's true. Oh, and it. Okay. Ooh. Vulnerability alert. Chris does not like dead space. Oh, that was another. So he was like trying to fill. He's like, I was trying to fill it, and I'm looking at him like, it, "You're good, chill." Do you like dead space? I don't mind it. Mm. I mean, I'm a talk. Oh, okay, well, that's true. I guess I tend to fill. Well, yeah, it makes me uncomfortable if there's like I'm in a conversation with somebody. I'm already prepared to say the next thing because I don't want there to be any silence. But sometimes silence actually creates the best question or the best response. Have you been to AMC? Silence is golden. It is true. Um, Know what I did appreciate. I mean, there's a lot of things about Leon that I appreciate. And if you haven't watched The Kindness Hours, you should watch it. It's fantastic. And it's awesome. Um, Really, uh, it gives you some hope for humanity, I would say. Um, but, you know, part of his story that I didn't know was that he had been bullied, you know, when he was younger. And, man, I mean, bullying such it's always been a big deal, but it seems even more and more prominent because of social media um, yeah. and things like that. But I just think the power of our words. I mean, when he had that teacher, well, he had the, the student that came and invited him to right. sit with him. And then when he had the teacher that came and just said, I believe in you. Um, I mean, who knows what his life looks like with those simple words. If he doesn't hear that, I mean, we'll never know fully. But I just think we can never underestimate the power of our words. And, we, you know, we sat the kids down the other day. And, you know, our kids, they're kids. They sometimes don't honor each other. And as much as we try and instill that, there's times they don't talk to each other kindly. And we set everybody down and we just talked about the power of our words, you know. And, yeah, and we it talks about life that. and death is in the power of our words. And 
you know, we can speak life to each other. We can speak death to each other, you know, and Mm -hmm. at school they can do that, you know, and we're not there to supervise, but our hope is that and they become more and more aware of like the power of their words in in a positive way. For sure. Yeah. I mean, it's the little reminders. Um, Our hearts are always good. I think, I don't think that's usually the issue of, I want to be nice to somebody. I want to reach out, but, I can get so into my schedule, my life where I need to be that I just don't pay attention. So it's just so practical to like, just pay attention to people around you. Does that mean you have to stop every time, give person money on the side of the road every time? Do no, it's just about paying attention and um, being sensitive to, I just call it like going with your gut, you know, being sensitive in your gut of right now, I actually need to get home. But sometimes my gut's saying, take the time, stop, Right. pay for their groceries, um, ask them about their life. Sometimes yeah. homeless people on the streets here, I just, just, en- I just engage in conversation with them. I just ask them. Some of them are like, thanks for asking my name. I mean, you just yeah. never know. So, yeah. 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 And you know, that, that phrase ever be kind because everyone's fighting a hard battle. Yeah. I think that's just something like you said, just, just be mindful in our days. Who's, who's people around us that man, you never know one word. Just even engaging in a conversation, asking how somebody's doing, texting somebody you haven't heard from in a long time. And, um, you know, we had a friend pass away this week um, suddenly. And I uh, I looked mm. back and I hadn't seen this person in several years, but I had sent him a text, you know, just mm. about a month before. And I don't know why I did. They came to my mind and I sent him this text just telling him how much I loved him and appreciated him. I had no idea that'd be my last interaction with them, you know, and I was yeah. just so thankful because life's really short, you know, and those petty fights that like we go to bad angry, we don't work things out. It's just life's too short. You never know. So yeah. be kind. And as Leon says, you know, the truest form of connection is from one human to another. And again, that doesn't have to feel overwhelming. It is just the little touches throughout the day. So, um, yeah, we need to be more conscious of it. And everybody wants to be seen and loved at the end of the day. So, yeah. Yep. Well, appreciate you guys listening and go follow Leon and uh, watch The Kindness Diaries. It's on Netflix and or Discovery it's now, Plus it's, now. Sorry, sure. no, it's moved to Discovery Plus now. So yeah, check it out. Check You'll, it love out. It. You'll love it. See you. Well, okay. we'll talk to you next. We won't talk to you. We will. You we will, will hear us next time. On Finding the Family. Okay, we got to stop singing. All right. Finding Family. Mm-hmm. Peace out. Thank you so much for listening today. The best way you can help us get this message of family out to the world is by taking a minute to subscribe, leave a rating and review, and please share. You can also visit our site, findingfamilypodcast.com, and follow us on Instagram to stay connected. And one more thing. Have you ever listened to an episode and found yourself wanting to hear more from our guests or thought, man, I'd sure love to get more connected with Chris and Julie? I know you have. If so, you can become a member of our Finding Family Patreon and receive exclusive content and ways to interact with us and our community. Just go to FindingFamilyPodcast.com and subscribe. This episode was produced by Dave Hanso and edited by Will Cotterall and is a production of Welcome Home Entertainment. Original music written and performed by Drew Holcomb.